Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Tammy Tway, and this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley that we live in. Today, I have a guest speaker, but before I introduce her, I want to tell you how excited I am about the year 2023. At the beginning of each year, I try to come up with new things that I would like to do that year, like this, starting a podcast. Okay, my guest today is Michelle Trujillo. Hello, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, hi. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to learn all about you do, what you do. Oh, thank you. I'm happy here to share with you. So I guess let's get started and um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. Um, Well, I first moved to the Grand Valley when I was just seven years old. So even though I'm originally from Indiana, I really feel like I'm a native of the Grand Valley since I I grew up here. Um, I'm a graduate of Central High School. Go Warriors. Um, I went, yeah, (laughs) I went to college at Colorado State University in Fort Collins where I earned a bachelor's degree in business administration before returning to the Grand Valley. And since then, I've racked up 26 years of experience in the human services field, um, specifically economic assistance programs. And most recently, I started working with Mesa County Public Health just in October of 2022. And I'm working with a wonderful program called Grand Valley Connects, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've been married for nearly 29 years. In May, it'll be 29 years. And we have Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And we have two really amazing grown daughters. Unfortunately, they they both moved to the front range, but we still get to see them quite often. And um, my free time is spent helping my husband run two youth wrestling programs, which is really fun and rewarding. And let's see, what else can I say? I also enjoy spending time with friends and family and traveling. Nice, Michelle. So go Hoosiers. I am originally from Indiana. Really? Yeah, I know. I've been in Colorado now for um, 38 years. So we'll have to to talk about that someday. Yeah, yeah. So So this podcast is all about what we love about the Grand Valley. So what do you personally love about the Grand Valley, and what do you love to do in the Grand Valley? Oh, gosh, there's so much. Um, Well, one of the main things is that I love that we're small enough to have a small-town feel, and you can get to most places that you want to go in less than 15 minutes. Um, But it's still still large enough to not feel like I'm missing out on any of the big city amenities or big city activities. So that's huge for me. 
Um, I also love all the natural beauty that we have in our area, from the rivers to the mountains to the beautiful deserts. Uh, I live up on Orchard Mesa, and each morning when I drive into town, I have this really breathtaking view of the whole valley as the sun is coming up, and it really makes me appreciate, you know, where we live. It's just such a beautiful community. What um, a way to start your day, huh? I know. It really is. It's so gorgeous, um, especially when the clouds are settling into the valley. You know, it, yeah. it looks so pretty. Um, as far as what I personally love to do, we have such amazing farmers markets and festivals and other community events. It just seems like there's always something that you can do to get out and meet people and have fun. Um, the addition of the amphitheater has been one of my favorite additions to our community. Um, and I really enjoy seeking out local and unique restaurants and shops that we have in the valley. I, I feel it's really important to support our, our local businesses. So it's, it's, it's fun to find new places and try them out. I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we do. I mean, if you really look at it, we have so many things to do where we live. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. We are very lucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah. was there anything that, that really inspired you to pursue your current career or interests? Um, you know, I, in all honesty, I think I was just kind of born a helper. <laughs> I've been accused yeah. of being a fixer and a helper. <laughs> and I really enjoy and and get a lot of, of joy and value out of helping other people achieve their goals or feeling supported or feeling yeah. like they don't have to solve problems on their own. And I, I've done this both in my personal life and found myself drawn towards a career um, doing that in my professional life too. So working in the human services field and now with the Grand Valley Connects program has been a, a, a really nice natural fit for who I am as a person. So it just, it just comes naturally to me. Well, and I don't know about you, but personally it's so rewarding to help others. It is. It really is. Yeah. And to see yeah. the outcome, you know, um, and, Everybody needs help sometimes, and so, you know, just being there to help somebody navigate through some difficult times, whether it's a family member or a friend or just a community member you run into, it's a great feeling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about Grand Valley Connects and what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. Um, the Grand Valley Connects program, what we do is we help people who um, who reach out to us for help. Um, we help them to identify different services and resources in Mesa County that may be able to help support their needs at that time, and then also help them navigate the processes to connect to those resources if needed. So um, we know that sometimes getting connected to programs in, in the community can be difficult or they may not even know what programs are available, and, and that's what we're here for. And um, that process starts with our resource navigators. Our staff are called resource navigators. Having a conversation with a community member to assess what their needs are, and then we'll work with that community member either in person or over the phone or through email, and even through text if that's what their preference is. We do have the ability to text um, just to assess what their needs are. Once we have an idea of what kind of services and resources they're looking for, the navigator will then start researching what the available options are in our community or in our state. 
Um, and once we've got that a good list together, then we'll um, work with the community member to determine, you know, which are the ones that they're most comfortable pursuing, and we'll make a plan for how to get them connected to those resources. So, so that's the first part. Can you give us like some examples of that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, what a great kind of example. resources? Oh, what kind of resources? Oh, gosh. Yeah, what kind um, of resources are people looking for? Oh, I would say probably the – we have a lot who are seeking assistance in the in the behavioral health area. So they're looking for um, a counselor that's accepting new patients and takes their insurance um, or maybe different types of support groups. We also have a large number of folks who are seeking help with different types of, of housing resources, whether that's, you know, finding a place to live that's affordable or uh, – assistance paying their rent or, or with their deposit, um, even with utility expenses, um, housing repairs, um, just a, a very broad spectrum, transportation, uh, parenting skills, you name it. Um, there are people out there who may have a need in a, a different area, and we're here to help them connect to those resources. That's awesome because I know personally. I know personally because I facilitate a support group. Mm -hmm. That there's a lot of support groups out there in our community that a lot of people aren't aware of. So I think it's great that Mesa County is trying to um, make others aware of what is available out there. Um, And I think it's great what you guys are doing. Yeah, and if anybody is interested in becoming included in our database of resources that we're keeping, like anybody who has a support group, we would welcome hearing from those groups so that we can get them added and make sure we make good referrals um, for community members to their groups. So once um, somebody so once somebody sends in a request, so is it all mm-hmm. online or do you accept phone calls too? Um, we will work with them however they want to be worked with. So um, okay. some people are more comfortable coming in person, um, okay. and that's completely fine. They can come in as a walk-in during our business hours. Some folks are more comfortable over the phone. Some are more comfortable through email. And then we have a small population that's more comfortable just through text. And so however they would like to meet with us, um, we will we will accommodate that. And we will also go out into the community and meet with somebody in person. So they don't necessarily have to come to our office. So if their preference is to meet at the coffee shop down the street from their house, we can do that too. Or maybe they've already got a meeting with somebody else down at the housing authority. We can meet them down there as well. So we're really flexible, and we want to meet people where they're at um, to complete that assessment, find out what their needs are, and, and begin working with them. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so once yep. you receive the request then, mm-hmm. what's kind of the next thing that you do? Sure. So we, um, we'll do that assessment. We'll find out what they need. We'll research options that are available. We'll um, work with that individual to determine which, which um, options that they want to pursue. And then what we'll do is make a plan for um, what the next steps will be. 
we have some folks who are just interested in getting the information and they want to go ahead and try to pursue it themselves. And we might have other people who um, prefer to have a little bit of extra support. So that might mean maybe we'll help them fill out the applications to apply for those services. Or maybe we'll meet them down there at the office of the program that they're applying for to do a warm handoff. So, so we'll help them with facilitating that connection to make sure that they get connected because each step along the way, depending on the individual, could be intimidating or it could be confusing for them. And we want to help support them through that process to make sure that they, they get their needs met and they get connected to the services that they need. That's awesome. So yeah. you kind of talked a little bit about housing, you know, um, mm-hmm. behavioral health, like counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm guessing like food assist, you know, if they had questions in regards yeah. to how to sign up for food assistance or senior services, things like that. Um Support groups, we talked about that. Um, Maybe they're new to the area and they just want to find out, um, you know, some referral doctors that, you know, are taking patients. Or um, I'm just kind of trying to think of anything and everything. Somebody is elderly and they need help um, pulling weeds or cleaning up their yard or something. I mean, I I guess... You know, I'm anything and everything, really, that, I mean, if you directly can't help them, you can send them to the the actual person, you know, or company that can, right? Right, yeah. So we don't actually provide any of that direct, those direct services ourselves. We're more of that, that linkage case management process where, you know, we ident- help them identify the needs and then we help them get connected to the experts who do offer those services. And yeah, it's the sky's the limit on what we can help them with. So whatever that might be, having a garbage disposal installed or like you said, pulling weeds or need to help find a doctor or get connected to a food bank. You know, um, it's been a pretty wide variety of, of needs that we've been presented with that we've been able to help people get connected to um, those services. I will say probably the most challenging is housing, um, finding yeah. um, housing resources to meet individuals' needs. Um, but for the most part, we've been able to help individuals connect to at least something that can get them on a better track. Um, you know, we really are, um, our, our work is geared towards uh, um, helping folks stabilize, um, whether it's medical, behavioral health, economic stability. You know, we really want to help them get at least a step closer to what their goals are. That's awesome. So yeah. from my understanding, Michelle, this is a fairly new, I mean, I think you guys started this last year. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That is correct. The program launched in May, so um, we still are, are, are tweaking and fine-tuning the program um, to make it better and stronger as we learn and, and um, communicate with our community partners and figure out what their needs are and re- learning referral processes, learning more about the resources in our community. Um, so we're just getting stronger as we go, but we are a fairly new program. So for those people that may um, that are listening and that may have some sort of resource that you guys can refer to, they can contact you how? 
if somebody has a resource that we would like to, that they would like us to refer to. Uh huh. Yeah, um, they can they can contact us through our um, website, just like a community member could, or they can give us a call at 970-683-2663, and we'll get them set up in our database and begin referring. Nice. So do you have a number that of people that you maybe helped last year um, in Mesa County? Yeah, so we had about 300, well, it was 300 people who reached out to us in 2022 between May and December, and we were able to get 185 of them connected to resources. Um, the remainder of the population, a lot of those were folks that reached out to us, but then we weren't able to get back a hold of them again. Either oh, they didn't okay. return our phone calls or they gave us a, a bad number um, in uh -oh. error. Um, there were only 10 10 community members who reached out to us that we truly could not find something um, that would meet their needs. And wow. they were very, very unique um, scenarios. So so I, I'd say well, that was I, a pretty good success rate for a small and new absolutely. program. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what is, I mean, I, I think you said, you know, your goal is to get people stabilized, really, mm -hmm. um, in Mesa County. Mm -hmm. So is there a specific um, resource that you're um, spending the most time, that you're getting the most requests for? Um, probably in the behavioral health realm and housing are the two areas that we get the most requests for. So those are people that are seeking support groups or counseling um, and housing resources. And as I mentioned earlier, the housing resources in our community are a bit more limited than we would like, um, but those are the two areas where we're seeing the greatest need and the most requests from. It's really tough. I had, um, I don't know if you listen, have listened to the mm -hmm. earlier podcast, I had Scott Aker from okay. the Grand Junction Housing Authority on. Mm -hmm. And we did. We talked about the housing and the lack of housing and the mm -hmm. challenges that they're, you know, running into and and that they're looking at um, requesting um, grants to find and um, be able to have more housing available. Um, yeah. And then we, we talked last week or the week before with the city of Grand Junction planning, mm -hmm. and we talked mm -hmm. about housing there also. So I know that the Grand Junction, the city of Grand Junction is looking at doing some waivers and maybe mm -hmm. changing some requirements to try and get um, more housing approved and um, available for those that are looking for it. So fingers crossed that they're coming, yeah. but until that happens, you know, it will be a challenge. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think we have such an amazing community and everybody um, collaborates and um, it's, it's, not a secret that housing is, is a concern right now in our community and affordable housing too. But there are a lot of great efforts, as you mentioned, you know, going on right now to try to secure more affordable housing in our area. So like you said, fingers crossed, hopefully it won't be too much longer. We'll see some of more available resources. Oh, absolutely. Um, yep. 
So we talked about, now, do you serve all of Mesa County? Um, because you work with Mesa with, County. Yeah. Um, generally, we serve um, Mesa County, but we're not going to turn somebody away if they call us. Um, we don't really have any eligibility limits, I should say. Um, like there's no income limit to contact us. We aren't confined to only working with certain populations. If, if somebody has a need and they feel like we're positioned to assist them, we'll do our best um, to help them meet those needs regardless of where they live. I've talked to somebody who lived in Delta not that long ago. So, so yeah, we'll help them out. So you talked about people stopping in. Um, mm -hmm. Where is your um, services located? Yeah, we are located in the Health and Human Services building um, for the county. It's a county building. And the address is 510 29 and a half Road, um, Grand Junction 81504. So we're just off of North Avenue in the big campus where um, Human Services and the work, Mesa County Workforce Center are located. Great. And that's North um, Grand Junction, North of North, right? North of North? We are North of North, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about my directions here. <laughs> so we already talked about how community members can access your services. So you have a website. Mm -hmm. I believe yep. um, I... I believe you have a QR code, so you, if there's um, information out there that people run across, they can access your site from the QR code. I saw that at some point. Yes. Yeah, um, the QR code has been wonderful. I think people have like a, a natural affinity for if they see a QR code to click it, just check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. we've, we've had a lot of people reach us that way. And the QR code does direct those individuals straight to our website where we have that simple referral form. That's great. And then mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's kind of our younger generation and um, mm -hmm. the same as far as texting. They probably mm -hmm. text a lot more. Um, and I can say that because I'm older. So I'm in my 50s. So <laughs> yeah. not that I don't text, but it's not my main communication form. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so right. they can walk in, they can go to your website, use the QR code, they can text, they can email. Um, so it sounds like you guys have a variety. What are your hours um, for service? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to add, too, that they can call us, too. Um, they can reach us by phone as well. Um, okay. And then our hours are Monday through Friday from 8 to 530. Okay, perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of cool, 530. Yeah. Yep, it is. Awesome. Yep. So um, what are the goals? I mean, I, I know that you've talked about it, but is there anything else that you can add in regards? I mean, do you have, I know that this is maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, mm -hmm. kind of an organization that Janet Rowland has kind of um, implemented or maybe not implemented, but really pushed for. Um, mm -hmm. But um, is there any other goals that maybe are down the road or things that you guys are looking at doing or is it just kind of a day-by-day um, you know, ideas that come up type thing. You know, I'd say for right, right now, um, you know, we, 
There was a community health needs assessment that Public Health in Mesa County conducted a couple of years ago in addition to a survey that um, Janet Rowland, Commissioner Rowland helped facilitate. And both of them really informed us of the need for an entity like Grand Valley Connects to help people make those connections between those programs because there, there are a lot of services and resources available in our community and a lot of people who could be eligible for those services and resources either aren't aware of them or they, um, they don't know how to start the process. Or maybe they know how to start the process, but it's too intimidating. So I think at this point right now, our, our, our goal is to really just get well established and make sure that the community is aware of the services that we offer. Um, we want to, I mean, in industry speak, what we're, we're striving to do is, is increase program utilization for those in need and reduce the eligible but not enrolled rate for these programs. Um, but in more of lay speak, what our primary goal is to connect the community members to these services and resources that they might be eligible for to help them improve their economic position, support their physical and their behavioral health, and, and really just support the improvement of the, their quality of life. So I, I think at this point right now what we're focusing on is just getting our, our program established and the word out there on what we can, we can offer the community. I think that's really awesome. I mean, there are so many people out there when, you know, I mean, we're, there's so many things out there that it's yeah. hard to know everything. And so, yeah. especially with today's, you know, we don't just have a phone book anymore. Um, and, you know, there are um, opportunities for people to receive help or just receive um, opportunities that maybe they're not yeah. aware of. So this is just a great option for people mm -hmm. um, to just say, hey, what about this? Um, yeah. So I would just encourage people to reach out if there's anything that you're looking for or anything that um, you may need and just see if there's something out there that um, is available to help you. And Michelle, um, her and her group um, are doing a great job for our county members and really just trying to help people. So I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. So what advice, Michelle, you're kind of in human services, mm -hmm. what advice would you have for people who are interested in pursuing a similar path or career such as you've um, mm -hmm. pursued? Um, I would say probably start by volunteering with a local, a local nonprofit organization uh, to begin building connections and relationships with others who work in helping organizations and, and really start getting to know what wonderful resources that we have in our community. And um, many, many of these nonprofits would even welcome youth volunteers, so getting teens out there. Um, and if anybody does that and they, they recognize that this is a passion that they have, you know, similar to what happened with me, um, there are career paths out there for this kind of work and, and degree programs like sociology and psychology and social work and others that would support this career path. Um, and we really do have a, a super generous and caring community, and it's, it's only made stronger by the quality of the collaborations that we see across the board among our organizations. So, you know, just stepping the foot in the door of any 
any nonprofit will begin to help getting somebody connected to, you know, other organizations and, and um, you know, set them on the right track for a career in human services and helping others. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's so rewarding. And for anyone that's interested, um, you know, I think that if, if your heart is in human services, definitely, um, you know, mm-hmm. just take a look into it and see what, you know, see what comes to you. Yeah, and I, I know this field is always looking for passionate people to join the effort, so everybody Yay. would welcome new faces. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else that we didn't cover today that you want to share? Um, so just one more thing that I would want to share about Grand Valley Connects is that um, we we do a little bit more than just helping people get connected um, with that initial call. We do also do follow-ups with these individuals. So um, after we initially resource them, we'll check back in with them at the 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day mark um, just to make sure that they were able to get fully established with the referrals that we sent them to um, and that you know they didn't have any new needs that popped up. And if they do, we'll assist them from there. So we do stick with them and, and continue walking with them for a while after we first meet with them. And we really just want the community to know that Grand Valley Connects is here for our, our community. We're here for Mesa County. We recognize that it can be challenging or intimidating to look for resources and figure out those application processes. And, and we serve to um, try to simplify and make it less intimidating or challenging. And um, like I said, we'll be with, with our community members each step of the way and check back in with them later to make sure that they're doing okay. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. Michelle, do you want to go ahead and give your um, website address and your the phone number that people can call yeah. into? Sure. The website is www.grandvalleyconnects.com. And the phone number is 970-683-2663. Well, awesome. I'm so glad you joined us today. And really, congratulations on this new program. And, you. you know, it's wonderful that you're helping so many people. And for those that are looking for resources, reach out to Michelle and her team. Um, they would be happy to help you. Absolutely. Okay, and we'll have you back for sure. All right. Great. Um, Thank you we're so gonna much. Take a, yep. We're going to take a quick break. To state that this podcast is sponsored by the home team at EXP Realty. This is my real estate company. I love what I do, and I love where I live, right here in the Grand Valley. Now let's move on to fundraisers. I really want to help others get information out there. So this week, if you're aware of anyone doing a fundraiser, please email me at grandvalleypodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to gofundme.com and search the area to find fundraisers in your vicinity and community to help others with their difficult journeys. So you know, today's Thursday, so the weekend's coming up. What are you doing this weekend? You know, it's been a little chilly the last couple of days. Yesterday we came close to blowing away, I think. So I hope you take some time to do something that makes you happy this weekend. So let's look at what's happening in the Grand Valley. So on the 26th, 
Sunday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., we have Home Free Road, Sweet Road Tour, live in Grand Junction. And um, that should be good. And then we have on the 24th tomorrow at 7 p.m., um, Better Together, Nothing But a Girls' Night at Victory Life Church. On the 25th of Saturday between 10 and 12 p.m., we have Palisade Little League in-person resi- registration for their um, Little League baseball and softball and t-ball. Um, and then on the 24th, which is tomorrow between 11 and 7 p.m., Hillbilly Grill for Appleton School Fundraiser at the Mesa Mall. Um, I'm not really sure what they're fundraising for. I went on their site, but I couldn't see anything. But that should be a fun um, place to go um, tomorrow. It's between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. So that's just a few ideas for what you could do this, this weekend. Find something fun to do. Um, and thank you for joining us. I hope this helps. If there's anything that I can do for you, feel free to give me a call or reach out to me. Let's talk again soon. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the podcaster. The views expressed by guests are their own and their parents on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Opinions expressed by guests and the podcaster are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of everyone. You can also email comments to grandvalleypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and have a great day. Mm-hmm.